Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you both? I'm fine. How are you? You've just got your booster. Yeah, so I'm not boosted on a couple of hours ago. And do you know what? I feel fine. Thank That's you. Good. Yeah. That's really good. good. Pleased to pleased to have it. I think especially after recent news of there now being another variant. And it's comes yeah. that time of year again, which also it's the winter of winters, isn't it now? <laughs> um, so, and, and I just think as well, I, I remember so vividly how bad I was last Christmas and yeah. New Year. Like, I literally was in bed for Christmas and New Year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just grateful and thankful to everyone out there that's doing their bit that can yeah. um, to, to all help each other. Because again, not just for me, for our families, for, for, for vulnerable, for elderly, like, if everyone does their little bit, kind of as we've always said, that is our only real way out of this, or certainly how we've got to live with it. Yeah. But I don't want to be made to feel feel bad for, for taking the booster that's offered, you know. 100%. But, um, there's a couple of people we're unfollowing, unfollowing you now on Instagram. Bye then. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> you're, you're pushing uh, some political agenda. I'm thinking, babe, there ain't no political agenda. <laughs> Just put on Instagram that I've had my booster and I'm doing my little bit. But if you want to go, press unfollow, babes, and have a look. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> um, so we've got a bit of an unusual show today. We just have one special guest, uh, but he is very special, to be fair. So you did a little pre-record with uh, Strictly Judge Craig Revel Horwood. Um, so looking forward to hearing what he has to say. And we also have um, a bumper filled showbiz news. Have you seen all of the? Um, that I'm a celeb driver. Oh, God, what an absolute nightmare. This wouldn't have probably happened if it was in Australia, would it? But the fact it's in North Wales and that storm Arwen came through, it was off air for three nights and they've all had to be evacuated, all the celebrities and stuff. I don't know. What, what do you make of it all? Joe, I don't feel bad for them as a <laughs> production company because you can only imagine, I'm sure uh, throughout the start of the year when there was plans, I, I guess they didn't know from day dot that it wasn't going to be Australia. So I yeah, guess there's true. always probably been, will it be Australia? Will we be in Wales? So the, the team's probably been up against it well before it's even made it to screen. And then to, to have managed to, to get it going again for another year and obviously back in the UK and not be in Australia, that they've, they've done all they can. And then obviously with Richard Maidley leaving. Yeah. And then a day art, it's kind of just almost... The knock-on effects, I think literally the day after Richard's left, um, we've had these awful storms and apparently the, I think the campmates have been put back into their like their isolation properties that they was in before, whether that was like um, apartments or bungalows and I think a lot of the set's been destroyed in it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, I just feel for the people behind the scenes because so much effort goes into making a TV show. Yeah, yeah. For something like that, I've, I've seen a couple of pictures in the press of like, it's it's been hit bad. I think we've been touch wood relatively all right down south compared mm. to, to a lot of places. Yeah, I know that I've seen a lot of things on social media people come where it's just not right that the celebrities have left the camp. It kind of breaks the whole point because now yeah. they've gone and, They've probably had up bath, set what they want, lived in nice accommodation. So it, it becomes a, a, a hard one because what's the ITV either had to pull the plug there and then, which, which they're never going to do. So many people, yeah, which they're yeah. never going to do. You can imagine the money that's gone yeah. into that. 
So they was probably between a rock and a hard place is what they can do. And I, I do almost, I think for the celebrities as well, it it's probably the experience isn't what it should be, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm sure even though they're probably cold, tired and hungry, and when, when you're living it, I guess the, the idea of thinking, oh, a nice luxury warm apartment would be lovely right now. But the reality is you probably wouldn't want to do that because you're embracing, you're all in that together. Yeah, you know what I mean? I agree, and that's yeah. where people get to, to that point. What's your thoughts? Well, yeah, apparently. So it's like a million pounds worth of damage that's been done to the to the set behind the scenes. I, I worry for, for the show in a way if it's like people might lose interest. Those three days when it's off, you know, that people like the weekend episodes and... I don't know. I, I have to say, I, I really, really enjoyed the last series back in, in 2020. Um, and I really enjoyed the series before that, which I think was the one with Holly Willoughby um, stepping in for Anne. I found this one a little bit of a struggle to start with, with the with the celebs. Sometimes it just isn't clicking or whatever. Um, and then all of this, I don't know. I feel like I'm already maybe a little bit like tapped out of it in a way. Um, which is a shame because I do I do enjoy it. You know, I'm a celebrity journalist. Like, <laughs> I like I like all these big shows. But there is also part of me as well. I'm quite interested. I was having a discussion with some people. It's been on for two, 20 years now. I'm a celeb, something Gosh, like yeah. that. Um, could it maybe be running out of steam in addition to um, to having all of these problems? I mean, I think it's still a huge. Uh, you know, it's viewed massive viewing figures um but yeah i don't know there seems to be a combination of things that seem like are working against it do you remember with dancing on ice earlier this year where it's like there was someone had covid someone got injured they had to take it off air for two weeks and someone had to come in and i wonder if this series of i'm a celeb is going to be a bit like that like a bit stop start um yeah people leaving because there was talks that arlene phillips might leave um uh, early and uh, oh god, what's the what's the producer guy's name? Uh, Naughty boy. Naughty boy, yeah. Um, that he might leave, and you're just like, oh god, I don't know. Just sometimes these things are a bit cursed. And it's live TV, isn't it? And you can't force people to stay in there if they don't want to. Um, so yeah, I guess it remains to be seen what what happens next. I'm, I'll definitely keep watching this week, but I guess I'll see how I feel. Uh, come come the end of it, if if I bother with all it all the way to the end. Which I imagine is ITV's worst nightmare saying something like that. So sorry, ITV. <laughs> I bet it, it'll be interesting to know what tonight's viewing figures mm. will be compared to the, the, the last step we saw. Because like you say, and from what I've seen a lot of on social media, a lot of people are thinking the fact that celebs have now left camp kind of makes it all void. Mm. But what they've got to do, they can't start the three weeks again. They can't, they, they're not just going to yeah, bring Richard back. They can't just pull the plug because, well, can you just imagine? So, like I say, I think they probably, that they was in an almost impossible situation, whatever they did do. Um, but I, I'm sure the celebs will be coming back with full bellies now after sleeping in nice beds for a few nights. Yes. <laughs> as well, as, like, as much as people are saying what they say, and I kind of to a degree get it because I think that's what a lot of people, like, especially when it's Australia, you want to kind of see celebrities that you watch all year round or that you've watched for years almost go a bit hungry doing challenges and out Mm -hmm. of their comfort zone that's the kind of the name of the game but then 
the the other side of the coin is would you really want them in a cold castle where the set's blowing down and we're talking extreme weather conditions there has to be a point where even the duty of care like we we can't we can't allow people to sleep in conditions that aren't safe yeah exactly and i guess that's what they came to the conclusion with when the storm came in wasn't it and i do think there was some damage yeah to the set so i guess i guess we'll have to wait and see what happens um but well actually speaking about going abroad have you seen um uh, what's going on with Adele? Babes. <laughs> so <laughs> your fave. I I I'm 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 here for it because there was rumours of this. I think earlier this year, mm. although nothing was confirmed that Adele was going to do a residency in Vegas. Mm. Thought, oh my god! If she does, I I literally have to go. I did have tickets. I think I've mentioned on the show before to to see her on a, a very last performance she was meant to do in London years ago, and she wasn't well and she cancelled. I've never actually seen her perform right. and would love to. And if that means me having to go to Vegas, I'm going to do it. I've been to Vegas once before. Um, I filmed over there. And um, amazing place. It's like nothing like I've ever experienced in my life. Just crazy place. Um, but some of the, the biggest stars have had residencies there. You know, we've had like Britney's done her bit there. We've seen some huge... J-Lo. I saw J-Lo in, um, in, in Vegas, and then there's people like Elton John and all sorts, Bette Midler, Cher. They've all done residencies um, there over the years, haven't they? I mean, so, yeah, it's called Weekends with Adele, I think. And, um, uh, uh, yeah, so I think it's from, like, June to May or something like that. Oh, sorry, January to May or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're going to go, you might, you might want to look into it soon Bob before they before the tickets all sell out I don't know my my experience of Vegas I really had a good time I just don't know if I'd want to go back that's my only thing you know the thing is for me and I can only gauge it from I only really had one day day off when I was there to to really see anything even though I was there working I was filming this I think I was actually there I think I was there for 10 days I think I filmed for nine and, and had the last day off um Obviously not complaining, by the way. No, no, no. It's an amazing place to be and very fortunate and grateful and lucky enough to be able to go to Vegas to work and film. But I never really saw what you would see as a holiday. And so I was just in location filming, um, apart from that one day. And uh, I'm not a gambler, really. I can't do anything. I, I, even when it comes to that wheel, I'm doing the motion with my hand. Now. I don't know what it's called. Roulette. Roulette. I don't even know how to play that. So I just go red or black. because I think just guess a colour. I I don't know anything so I think for people that like a little flutter it's quite uh it's it's an amazing place for that but um I mean I I would predominantly be going for Adele I ain't gonna lie but um yeah I I don't really understand it but the people watching for me really intrigued me because the very last night I checked out of the the cast hotel we was in and uh went and stayed at the win oh yeah but I'd love to just stay at the win for one night for the last night and I kid you not, we'd gone out for a few drinks or whatever. Was getting up, was going to the lift. And I mean, bear in mind, look, you've been to Vegas, you know how big it is. Like, in London, you, you're used to, but there being so many floors. Like a theme but you check in and they're like, you're on floor 72. You're like, <laughs> 72 floors. I can't comprehend that. We don't really have that over here, do we? Yeah. And we, my lift I was going to was next to the High Rollers Lounge, is it called? Where, right. like, the, where the big boys play. Right, yeah. And the big, the big bucks comes out. Well, there was this table of guys as I was going up to the room. Kid you not, as I came down to check out the following morning, the same guys were still there 
gambling Whoa. at that table. Oh, gosh, how much money have <laughs> you done in that time? That is insane. And But that's also kind of what Vegas is about, isn't it? It's like the, these dark rooms, no windows, no clocks. You've probably got no idea what the time is. You've got all that. Well, not everyone has all that money to spend. Um, but yeah, and, and, and so you end up yeah, spending, you know, seven, eight hours overnight until the wee hours of the, of the morning. I actually, funnily enough, I never gambled when I was there, which I do. I, I have been to casinos. I go sometimes, with, well, pre-pandemic, go sometimes. Um, but when I was there, I was like, I don't know if I really want to spend like $10 on one bet when we're going out to a nightclub tonight. And that's going to be expensive enough. Do you know what I mean? So um, we had a nice, we were staying with my friend had, had a friend who lives in Vegas so we stayed in his gorgeous house which had a pool and 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 all sorts and and that was it was quite nice to see Vegas from that perspective like where people actually live rather than just the the tourist stuff um but yeah I did enjoy anything I don't like about America when they go out drinking like to a nightclub they'll then go out to eat afterwards like to these like 24-hour restaurants and yeah, I've usually really had too much to drink and I'm trying to like desperately stay awake when they're like delivering plates and plates of food. I'd, honestly, I just remember that one, one of the worst things about Vegas is that like that one eye open sort of like trying to eat a chicken chow mein or whatever it was at the time. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think I think Adele will definitely be putting on a good show. Right. I can I imagine it will be one to watch yeah sit down meals I, I don't get how people can really do that after going out and having a few little drinkies but um the hotel what we was all staying in the one i stayed in for the first nine days was almost a blessing and a curse there was a mackie d's downstairs <laughs> next to like reception and the lift now in the wind I, oh no 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 sorry in the castle no, in, in the first one we was in in the castle hotel now I was, I've, I've never seen a McDonald's in a hotel before, but after yeah. you've gone out and you've had a couple of gin and tonics and yeah, you come ooh, home and you can Mac, smell yeah. the chicken nuggets and the Big Macs, <laughs> there was a few nights we, and when I said, obviously like portions are huge over there, like when I like, drawn a supersize, it got like literally a bucket, a, a gallon of like Dr. Pepper, whatever it was, yeah. and, and the ba- huge bags of chips, like almost, it would carry bags, the bags had handles if they got carried away. <laughs> So in McDonald's, I can never just order one meal. I'm like, I'll have a little bit of that, a little bit. And then before you know it, you, you, you've ordered enough for three people. There was a few times we would take up to our room. I was sharing one of the other girls. Um, we used to share quite a bit on trips. <laughs> we, we, we just laid it out of bed about three in the morning. We had like nuggets, burgers, oh, drinks and everything. With grease stains on those sheets. <laughs> yeah, and, and just sachets of Tommy K everywhere and barbecue sauce and stuff. So as lovely as it seems to have a McDonald's next to your lift on the way upstairs, not always the best. But Yeah. Um, I can't imagine Adela eating too many of those McDonald's when she's um, preparing. <laughs> Did you have a chance to catch up with an audience with you? No, I haven't. But I have. I mean, I've seen quite a lot of clips because I was watching them for work, looking for different stuff that she'd said and that. And she, it was. I mean, it is really good. I just, I just always wanted her songs to just be a little bit more upbeat. And like, I hear like, <laughs> I hear like remixes of like, comp, like someone's done like this is Adele as a workout song, which someone did on TikTok and stuff. And I'm like, this is good. Why are we not? Why are we not like? I don't know. I just want to. I'm a pop boy. I want to. Yeah. You want to be want, things want to beat. I'm gonna refrain from booking anything because who knows what what situation the world's going to be in by January. Probably Literally good point. taking day by day. Um, and I think America's only just allowing us to, to travel there right now at the moment. Yeah. And that was shut down for us for quite a while. 
yeah, it was well, it was well over a year. Americans could come here, but we couldn't go there. Um, yeah, I think it was only November when it reopened. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess probably best to hold out for now. Um, but yeah, something to look forward to if if things don't go as bad as people are suggesting. Yeah. It's it's a it's a str- it's a strange place, isn't it, Vegas? But um, I get what people say. You either love it or you hate it. It, it. It's a very unusual place. It's certainly not a place I think you could go for and have a two week holiday. No, oh god. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I did. I tell you what, I did enjoy though old Vegas, which was like, um, yeah. which was like proper like crooner bars and like you know. Uh, fried donut trucks and all sorts like I just I just enjoy that kind of more authentic stuff um but yeah all all, all pretty good any other any other showbiz gossip uh, caught your eye well, I was thinking of you Bose. obviously I know you're like the, the biggest fan of um drag race yeah queen's queen's been crowned what was Chris, what was your thoughts on it crystal versace yeah crowned um I, in the end, was hoping that Ella Ella Viday was going to win. Um, and to be, but to be fair, all three of them I thought did 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 really well. And and I think that as is the nature of Drag Race now, it's like it doesn't really matter if you win or if you come third or could even be fifth or seventh. Like it's kind of what you make of it once you've finished. I think, isn't it? And a lot of we know we interview a lot of the queens on on this show and stuff, and they get up to loads of exciting things and lots of tours and there's a big big uh, uh audience for for drag these days so i think uh great for crystal she's only 19 um so to uh to be so sure of herself and so successful at such a young age is 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 really impressive and obviously rue paul and, and michelle Visage saw something in her um yeah, so I, I reckon good luck to good luck to all of them. Really, it was a, it was a decent series. I don't think quite as good as season two, but you know, that's, that's how it's do, do you like it when you have a finale where it's hard to call? Because you, you know, some shows, not just Drag Race, it, it can be a lot of these shows that we watch and we invest weeks in. Yeah. Sometimes it gets to a point where you can call it quite early on. Yeah. Uh, by the time it gets to the final, it's almost a foregone conclusion who's going to win. Was that not the case for you? I feel like you could tell that the producers really enjoyed Crystal and were like kind of geeing her on a bit. But I do think in the end, between the final three, it was pretty even. Um, but I do think I do think probably in the end, Crystal did really pull it out of the bag. And I actually thought Kitty Scott Claus was a little bit reserved. Part of me wondered if she didn't want to win because the prize for the UK one is obviously to go to LA and record this TV show with the producers of Drag Race. It's not like in America where you win a hundred thousand dollars. So in a way, it can be. I think the prize can be a little bit of a um, like ball and chain around your neck. And I wonder yeah. if if Kitty, who I think if I if I remember rightly, is in her thirties, may have been like, mm, I can probably do better if I come in second or third and uh, and get on on a good tour or something, a good UK tour, and earn more money from that. Um, so yeah, remain remains to be seen what happens them all next but um series four is is supposedly casting soon um i'm desperate to to get sophie ellis baxter as the judge on the judging panel um and for a little murder on the dance or lip sync that's my that's, my <laughs> that's the dream yeah or even <laughs> kylie they had kylie on the australian one but she um because of restrictions at, at the time she uh she couldn't actually be there it was like pre-recorded so um, maybe even someone like kylie would be would be great That'd be incredible. Or even you, Bob. Why won't get you on there? 
I mean, I'm there. I wouldn't even want paying. So, Rue, if you're listening, <laughs> The BBC, you probably wouldn't get paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pay me just chicken nuggets. Get your um, taxi in. I would, yeah, yeah, just get me get me an Addie Lee. No, I, I would absolutely, yeah, love to sit and be a guest judge on, on that show. It's just, just become so iconic and just, I think, more of what we want to watch now. Yeah. I know we speak about it a bit off the back of like in reflection to what we've all gone through in the last 18 months or so. But I think generally what a lot of us have viewed and what we want from telly off the back of everything is we do just want something a little bit more lighthearted. And um, when the world's quite a dark place at the minute, just nice to have a bit of escapism, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And I think some, yeah, something like Drag Race provides a bit of colour and glitter into, into what can be a... Uh, yeah, like you said, quite quite sad times, I guess. Well, who knows? My phone could be ringing off the hook any minute when Ro listens to this on Thursday evening. <laughs> we know he loves it. Yeah, and... George, can you send it over to him so he makes sure he's listening? That's, we'd appreciate that. Yes, please, George. Get him on. I wish you'd get him on as a guest as well. And I just, I love because, like, you know, I did interview him once. I did interview did you? him. Yeah. What was he like? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say a bit of a closed book. Oh, um, really? Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't kind of like the. I don't think he was. Used, it was like basically like a bit of a junket. So it's like people coming in all day interviewing him, and I think he was just knackered with it all. He didn't. He couldn't really be bothered. He wasn't rude or anything. It wasn't like he was nasty. I just think he was a bit over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's probably all the same questions and blah blah blah. Um, it's still, you know, an experience nonetheless. And I, I well, once I'm sat on that panel next to Miguel, Michelle, and Rue the other side of me, I want to see you in your lovely wig that I've seen. <laughs> in your lovely little actually. cheerleader outfit. <laughs> and come and lip sync for me. What, what would be to... your lip sync song? Oh, good question. Probably be some old disco classic, I think. That's probably what I would... Uh, like, I Feel Love or something like that. I think yeah, I'd quite like to do something like that. What would yours old be? Old school show. Oh, yeah, but I think mine would have to be some kind of like big diva kind of <sighs> bit of Donna Summer or something. Yeah, like, yeah I think I would. Yeah, I'd camp it up because I mean I'm not very camp generally day to day, so I think I've I've just got to bring a bit of flair and a bit of camp to it, maybe. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see the full makeup and the, the whole look. Have you ever dragged up? No, not really. Oh, I did a show once where um, it was like one of our, it was celeb coach trip. And uh, one of our days challenge, we'd gone to, I think we was in Sitches and we'd gone to a drag bar. And um, so I kind of did drag up, but I didn't take it as serious. Because for me, we had like the boys that was on it for us, the, the girls and for me, it was it was more entertaining for us to to watch the straight lads. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, right. It's great because because I mean the girls would have a piece of piece to them to put on a pair of heels and put a little dress on. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. For me, quite honestly, to sit there and contour my face and put a wig on. Not too far of a stretch. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not my normal Friday night, but it's that you'd be a little bit more surprised seeing like James Jordan or I'm trying to think of the other guys that we had on there for the Majin Chelsea boys. Oh yeah, so I, I, I kind of bowed out a little bit and let them let them take that one. I think I was Sharon from Essex. I was I think I was a barmaid, <laughs> Tracy. 
Wow, I, I need to see this. I need to see this. <laughs> so here we've got our interview. Well, your interview, actually, Bob, uh, with with uh, Craig Revel Horwood. So let's give it a listen. How have you been, Craig? Fantastic, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I've just had COVID, so I'm feeling alarmingly good. I mean, that was a couple of weeks ago now, you know, and it hits people in very different ways. Of course, I've started panto rehearsals now. I had a big dance call yesterday, and that really exhausted me. And I think that's largely due to the fact I've been dancing, you know, in March, and then having COVID, you know, just getting over that whole experience was... Um, quite frightening but brilliant you know and it's been actually fantastic you know only because I feel like I can actually achieve things now I sleep better because I'm here obviously to talk about uh the dreams sleep like log campaign as well you know and and how important sleep is for people and anyone that suffers from sleep deprivation you know is just awful and can be overcome and that's why I joined it because I think for me it's really important and it got me over not only the COVID scenario where my sleeping was better but uh, just made me feel energized and ready for the day you know and able to cope with the singing with the dancing with the releasing of a single sort of tomorrow, you know, a Christmas single. I mean, I've got a lot on my plate in December and, you know, you really want to be well for it. And the only way you can achieve that is if you get a good, you know, at least six hours free sleep. You know, most people need between six and eight hours, but there's a lot of people out there that have problems with their partners and sleeping with their partners, you know, and no one knows really how to solve it. You know, you don't have to put up with the person that's starfishing you. You don't have to put up with the person that's stealing the duvet. You don't have to put up with snoring, you know, and you don't have to necessarily go to another room to get a good night's sleep, you know, because you're with your partner, you're with the person you love, but you can't sleep with them. And we spend a third of our lives in bed. So I say, buy a decent mattress, darling. You know, and speak to your partner. If they're annoying you, if they're snoring, there are ways and means of stopping that just by simply rolling onto your side and putting a pillow between your legs, you know, helps. It's unbelievable, you know, just things like that. Really simple fixes can make a third of your life a lot better. And sleep, like you say, it's so important, isn't it? It's like when our body heals and... I, yeah. I generally struggle with sleep at the best of times. And I, I think the knock-on effect the following day, if you haven't slept mm. well, it, it just becomes a snowball effect, doesn't it? So I was really yeah. fascinated in reading through the notes with your partnership with Dreams. Like some of the top things that couples have been saying, like the face breather, the starfish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know flora. it can be really... Yeah, it can be really annoying. And as you say, you know, your body has to recover from that day. And sleep is so important for your mind to process, you know, everything that's gone on during the day. And if you're taking your phone to bed or if you're watching movies up until like two or three in the morning, you know, you're never going to get a decent night's sleep because your mind is completely active. You've got to learn to chill. I mean, I know you go to the gym every morning and do all of that. And that exercise in itself puts your body in a better place for sleep and using dance to encourage that because some people don't like going to the gym some people you know don't like exercise full stop but if you can even if you love dancing even just doing 30 minutes you know of a little bit of dancing if it, if it be around the living room is enough to weigh you out you know to tire you out for a better night's sleep 
they say dance is actually like the best form of exercise, don't they? Because you're literally, you're, you're moving everything. It ticks every box. Yeah. Well, you're getting heart and lung. You're releasing uh, the all-important endorphins from the brain, you know, the happy drug. Uh, you know, it used to be for me, you know, I, for me to get a good night's sleep, it was a bottle of wine and a huge meal. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But that has all changed because that is not the way to get a good night's sleep. Obviously. Oh, you're a good sleeper, Craig. How, how do I, you manage? I am now. Yeah. I mean, even if I've got really pressing things to do, because we both live really busy lifestyles, you know, as most people do. And uh, I think it's important to nail it you know and to consider it and to talk about it and to do something about it i think you know certainly i now sleep like log you know i've, I've been taught by the gorgeous sammy you know who is amazing uh and her knowledge is extraordinary about sleep uh and how important it really is so um I think, you know, thank, thank you, Sammy, darling, for all of your wonderful, wonderful knowledge. I okay. think I need to speak to Sammy myself. <laughs> yeah, I think you do. She can help you, darling. The thing is, as well, is I think for people, especially like when you're just getting into a relationship or you move in with someone, if you've been single and you kind of get used to having the whole bed yourself so you kind of you spread out and you're starfish, mm. and it's almost it is a massive part of a relationship adapting to how people sleep. Like you say, like mm. for people that are lucky enough to get eight hours a night, that's quite a chunk of the day to, to kind of be in a confined space with each other where someone's nicking your cover or someone's snoring. Yeah, I mean, yeah, thankfully, yeah. I'm not a snorer, but I don't think if you snore that you would hear yourself anyway. But I've certainly had ex-partners that are snorers and you're sitting there, you're thinking, oh, you're just laying there hoping that it, it just gives up any time soon. Well, it's so loud, that's the thing, you know, but it's just a matter of rolling someone onto their side generally and then it dumps. You know, or talking about it, saying, look, you're a snorer and this is really annoying. I'm losing sleep, you know, and you won't be able to continue like that. You know, that's the thing. So you do have to talk about it and you do have to come to terms with how you're going to change it and what can you do. And you can go onto the Dreams website, see what uh, Sammy and I have achieved, you know, with the photographs and use dance as a tool to do that. You know, get some exercise, even walk the dog for half an hour, do a bit of, you know, just walking around the house, do some dancing around the house, you know, wear yourself out a little bit, get your you know get your heart pumping get some blood racing around the veins and you will sleep better and be a better person for it and mental health you know is a huge issue and especially you know when people are at home and by the uh you know working from home then you've got that home environment it's always good to have a sleep zone so you don't use your bedroom as an office i think that's a bad thing because you're only going to think about work you know i mean obviously I'm using my hotel room at the moment because I'm here in London <laughs> rehearsing pantomime. And then I moved to Southampton at the Mayflower to do that, which would be great. And um, yeah, but it's, it's getting used to that, you know, and I'm busy. I mean, I'm obviously in uh, hotel rooms a lot. So I've got to consider, you know, body positions every time because I'm on a different mattress all the time. I can't just have a safe place, you know, because I've got to get a good night's sleep no matter where I am. You know, and whether that be in a hotel or in my own bed, because there's nothing like your own bed, is there? You know, but um, I'm, I'm always saying to people, you spend a third of your life, you know, asleep, uh, take, you know, get the money and get 
a fantastic mattress because it's worth it. You know, a lot of people buy a really cheap mattress that is really bad for them. That's never going to help. And if you consider, you know, people get mortgages and buy houses. I mean, one of the most important things is your bed, you know, and to be comfortable and to fit in it. You know, that's the important thing. So you can do that at Dreams as well. Go down and, you know, test everything out. And there's people there that can help you, you know, with your body type and what sort of bed is going to suit you and what sort of partner you've got. Because a bad a bad mattress can actually cause back problems, can't it? Like, And if you're struggling with your back or you've got mm. any kind of irritation there already, if you haven't got a good mattress... It literally makes such a difference. Sammy, I wanted to ask you, babe, can you give us some, like, your top tips? I mean, I know you're, you're, you're the one in the know when it comes to this. So how do we sleep better? So there's a few things that you can do to get a better night's sleep. One of them certainly is setting yourself a technology cutoff time. So that means deciding that a certain time in the evening that you're not going to have any blue light exposure because this can impact on the release of your sleep, your hormone melatonin. And because we're talking about partners, the Dreams campaign is talking about partners. I think you need to set yourself an argument cutoff time as well. So no deep discussions with your partners after nine o'clock only do that on the weekends during daylight that's a great thing make sure you have a good bedtime routine and what that means is allowing yourself to unwind a bit like what we did with our parents so have some quiet time like craig said have a nice warm bath or shower a hot milky drink um, or chamomile tea listen to this fantastic radio program which probably is going out in the morning, but might be going out in the evening. You can download it again in the evening um, to slide into sleep and maybe and maybe gradually dim the lights and go off into your slumberland and making sure that you have tried to, um, using this campaign, look at your, have a chat with your partner about how you're sleeping together um, in terms of is the bed big enough are you guys both in the right position is your sleep sinking with one another because if your sleep is sinking with your partner as you both know not sinking with your partner can be a deal breaker it's a relationship ruiner so they've either been kicked into the other bedroom or or being well, kicked, kicked back out. to where they came from <laughs> 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 next next you know is your partner sleep compatible with you but this is all about communicating and having a discussion and a conversation and figuring out do we need a bigger mattress do we need to sleep in a different position do we need to be considerate to one another do we need to look at this guide which we've mentioned you can download from the website which is in case you haven't mentioned it already which is dreams.co.uk forward slash sleep like blog and you'll find loads and loads of information but it but it is really important to chat to your partner because most people um, relationships are hugely impacted by the quality and quantity of your sleep and how moody you are the next day can always be about how how well you've slept as well so those are some tips How's the best way to approach it if, if you're living with all your partners like a horrendous snorer? Is there a tactful way to say, look, babe, I'm not sleeping here. It's a bit much. Or, or are you just, you've just got to be up well, front about few, it. You, you've got, you've got to smile. <laughs> I think a great hey, if I'm not sleeping here, yeah. I'd say get rid, darling. Yeah. So, so before you even go down the more serious route, it might be worth recording them. Because quite often, Good idea. the person who is the snorer is in disbelief. They're like, you're imagining it, you're imagining it. So I, th- I think a recording is quite a useful piece of 
evidence before you even start going there and take it from there. Um, but certainly changing your sleeping positions, rolling onto your side, Craig will tell you all about that in a second. Um, perhaps using more pillows, alcohol impacts it, antihistamines impact it, food that you impact it, having a big belly can impact it. But, but try all those things before you go down the more serious route, because if it is serious, you might need to seek out some more medical attention, but certainly it's something, it's, it's one of the key reasons, one of the, one of the key, I don't think it's in the divorce papers in the courts, but, but it's one of the key reasons as to why partnerships split up. Thank you so much. I think you could have saved a few relationships with that advice there. <laughs> Craig, Hopefully. <laughs> Craig, I've got to ask you, babe, obviously this series of Strictly, I can't believe how quick it's gone. Like We're fast approaching the end. How have you found it? I've loved it. And what I've loved about it the most is the amount of talent, actually, that we've had in the show. The celebrities this year have just been extraordinary. And uh, unlike any other year, to be honest, you know, where people that have never danced are really dancing up around the eights and the nines, you know, which is in insane, you know, from very early on. So I'm telling you, I would not I'd like to have been a celebrity in this year's lineup because the competition is just so amazing. And that's what I've loved about it the most. And I'm probably appearing to be a lot kinder and nicer because of that, you know, and I've been able to be a lot more complimentary because of it as well, which has been fantastic for me. And also it's hugely entertaining. And as I missed my first show, uh in 17 years um a couple of weeks ago uh i discovered a whole new love for it you know that i i guess when you're at work i didn't appreciate as much because i'm not watching it as you know just for entertainment when i'm at work i'm watching it you know to criticize to see what's wrong how we can improve the dancing and when i was at home it was completely different you know and i completely got sucked into their stories and it was just amazing so i'm really proud to be a part of it still and absolutely love it and i wouldn't want to change my sad day job for anything i mean i love doing the theater as well you know i'm very lucky that the theaters are coming back now and we've had two years off, which has not been easy for anyone in my industry because of COVID, uh, and especially the restaurant industry as well. The whole entertainment industry has suffered. So um, it's wonderful that the Beeb have been able to get it on and keep things in place. You know, even if you do test positive like I did, you know, that uh, you don't have to then suddenly have to go off the entire show. You know, you can wait your 10 days and then go back on, which has been brilliant. And um, they've been really supportive, really protective of everyone on the show as well. So I can only commend them for getting it on. It would have been very easy, I think, for the BBC to turn around and say, oh, we're not doing Strictly this year. You know, but then a lot of people really look forward to that. And it's the only escape they've got, you know, in in two terrible years, really, you know, and especially with the lead up to Christmas. We all want a little bit of fun. We all want to feel safe, protected and secure. But people need entertainment and people need a life again. You know, we it's really difficult. I think human nature, I mean, as much as we need our six to eight hours sleep, you know, um, a third of our life being spent in bed. Um, we need entertainment as well. And we need to socialise. You know, we are social people. And I think it's really important. So, uh, 
I'm really pleased about this year's show and I just don't know what the outcome's going to be. I love Rose. I love AJ. I love John and Johannes. I even love Dan. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, I think, one of the closest finals we've ever seen. Like, I definitely oh, think bars, the bar's been raised to a whole new level this year, isn't it? And it, it's actually one of them. But I think we'll make for a fantastic finale to actually, it, it, it could be, a, it's anyone's game, isn't it? Yeah, they're all really equal at the moment. And I know that Dan loved by every housewife in the UK, <laughs> you know, and he has the full support of them, which is fantastic. And that's why audience get 50% of the vote. So uh, I'm really looking forward to see who the audience chooses to put through because I think it won't be down to the judges this year because the judges are very equal now, yeah. you know, and there's no one standing out that's really, really terrible, you know, so it's amazing. And it's going to be a really fine line, I think, to see who actually gets to the winning line. Definitely. And in terms of represent representation, sorry, we've seen every year that the bar just gets raised with that as well. It is there. And I think so many people are included now and quite rightly so. Obviously, we've got our first all-male couple, which is yeah. incredible. Is, is there anything left that you'd like to see the BBC do in future years? Well, we could go down transgender route as well, you know, in that in that circumstance. You know, I think dance is a platform for anybody, no matter who you are or where you're from or what nationality you are or what sex you are or what you do and don't believe in, whether you're religious or not religious. You know, it's for everybody. And it's blanketed. I mean, humans have been dancing, you know, since the cavemen were dancing around fires for fertility and rain. You know, there's um, that's just a natural part of who, you know, humans are in that way. We're social. We like dancing. We like celebrating. And I think it's time to do that this year. It really is. And Strictly, I think, helps us get there and dance in particular and getting a good night's sleep helps as well. You know, Abs absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better after having COVID. Oh, yeah. Babes. Thank you're you so much. You're looking good for it. Yeah, I feel great. Well, I'm back dancing again now. I'm amazed. Doing what you love. Oh, thank yeah. you so much, Craig. It's been so lovely catching up with you. You too, Bobby. Good luck with everything. Take care. Thanks, gorgeous. Bye, babe. Enjoy the gym, doll. Sleep well. <laughs> you too, Sleep bye, like babe. log, baby. <laughs> Sleep like log. Well, that was so good to hear from uh, him. He's, uh, he's a very chatty man, isn't he? Do you know what? He's so lovely. And every time I speak to him, I just, I always just see him as his character, like the pantomime villain. <laughs> yeah, he does have that. Even when he's being like fun and friendly, he just has that vibe, doesn't he? Yeah, but then you, you speak to him, it's like just the, the loveliest man. But yeah, you could speak to him all day. So yeah, great chat. Um, well, obviously having Craig on the show, we can't not talk about uh, Strictly. Um, it, it was a, bit, a sad week for uh, Tilly Ramsey, who was, who was out. I think she's done so well throughout the series, you know. Gordon Ramsay did a really lovely post, and um, I think I think she's done amazing, and um, really seemed a really lovely girl as well, you know. Yeah, I think so. I think I do think that the um, the final um, their final dance where her partner Nikita ripped his top off was a, was maybe a tad excessive, um, <laughs> but uh, but sometimes I think maybe in those moments you're like, well. 
F it, you know, um, this might be my last moment on the on the screen, so I may as well may as well go for it. And to be fair, he did have a very good body on him. So and it's one of them series where there's so many firsts, isn't there? We've got the first all male couple. Yeah. We've had that most the most amazing performance, which still to me give makes that the hairs on my neck stand up. Giovanni and Rose. Uh, just honestly, I, I think one of the, the most incredible things I've ever seen instantly yeah, ever. Yeah. ever. And for me, I, I know I said it last week. For me, that they won it there and then for me personally. Mm. And uh, so maybe a fault, you know what? Uh, I, I'm, I'm getting the pecs out. Yeah, why not? I need my last my last minute of glory. And I um, ain't mad at it, Stephen, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. I'm not mad at it either. Um, <laughs> you know, he, can do, he can do what he likes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, now that means that we've got it's the quarterfinals coming up this week. So we've got AJ and Kai, Dan and Nadia, John and Johannes, Reese and Nancy, and Rose and Giovanni. Those are the, the five remaining couples. And of those, I think... Well, Reese and Nancy have been in the bottom two a couple of times now, so I, I, I predict that they'll probably be bottom two this week. I mean, they might pull out the bag, who knows? And then also you've got Dan Walker from, from BBC Breakfast, who everyone seems to be up in arms about the fact that he's still in it. But he has actually been pretty good, like pretty consistent and pretty good. So I think, uh, yeah, I wonder I wonder what's going to happen. Um I know what you mean, but for me, and I know everyone views these shows very differently, but part of me looks at them and, and thinks, do you know what? Sometimes, you, and I kind of hate the word because it's so overused on reality TV, but the journey of people. Yeah. And when someone from day one to when they get that far into a competition has clearly come on leaps and bounds and has just shone week in and week out and just evolved and got better and better... For me, it seems hard to then take away going, you're not as good as someone else. Yeah, but they was probably better week one. Some, do you know what I mean? So it's a hard one because for me, I think sometimes you do have to look at the journey that someone yeah, yeah. been on. And for, it's, it's hard for, I never feel like I, I sit there and knock anyone's position. I think people pick up their phones and vote for who they want to be there. Um Sometimes we see people think some people are safe and, and they're not, and yeah. unfortunately we lose them. But I do think this year we're going to have a very, very tight final. Well, you've got some absolutely brilliant dancers in there. AJ Adudu has been fabulous from the very beginning. John and Johannes has obviously been a really exciting thing to watch, the first best all-male couple, and they're both, and John's a great dancer. And, and also Rose, Rose and Giovanni, as we said, um, doing the first couple of, I mean, what was it, five, ten seconds of deaf dancing and, and uh, you know, what it's like, what it was showing us what it's like for her dancing. I thought it was just incredible, really. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've got, um, and that's not to say that Reese and Nancy or uh, Dan and Nadia couldn't make, like, squeak through as well. So, yeah, I think it's kind of, it's all up in the air, isn't it? It's all, everything to play for. Anyone's game. What do you make, babes, of the the, the rumour mill? You're a man that knows all about showbiz gossip and uh, <laughs> talk to me. Giovanni secretly dating made in Chelsea's Verity. What's your thoughts on it? Well, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, I'm not entirely sure who Verity is, but <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say is it would not surprise me if Giovanni 
was dating another reality TV star. <laughs> <laughs> because it definitely seems to be his um, his modus operandi, doesn't it? Like he, <laughs> he definitely likes a, an extremely pretty uh, woman who has previously been on or is on a reality show. Um, uh, and yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if, if that was the case at all. Yeah, he um, seems to have a type. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so he, he's previously, yeah, he was not so long ago uh, dating Maura Higgins. I know a couple of years ago he dated Jess Wright, didn't he? Yep. Who's, who's now, who's recently just announced she's pregnant, which is very exciting for her. Um, sure. uh, yeah, so I mean, like, he, uh, I don't know, he's a very attractive man. So I can see why he he finds himself with, he's very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, just, I mean, you'd think that right in the middle of Strictly when he's on to a winner, potential winning, potential winner of the series, he might not have that much time for dating. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently he does. So, you know, stranger things have happened. We'll have to Could be a watch this space moment. I think so. And if he wins, I mean, maybe she'll be in the crowd and saying that'd be good, wouldn't it? That's the point. <laughs> and that was to show her support for her, man. Yeah, that's what we want to see. Well, we're going to play a couple of songs out today, actually, on the show. And that is because on the weekend, I saw Steps. So tell me all about this, because they've had a little bit of a mare, haven't they, with the lineup? <laughs> yeah, so when I went to go see them last weekend on the uh, Saturday, um, Faye had just returned um, because she'd had COVID and she'd just finished her isolation, only for Lee to then catch it the same day, test positive oh, on the Saturday. So he had to pull out. Um, so was he uh, not at your show Saturday night? No, he wasn't there, which is a shame because apparently he's wearing lots of like sexy harnesses and stuff. But, you know, no, didn't yeah. get to see any of that. Um, yeah. Um, so, but then the day after, um, or it was either Sunday or the Monday, they then had to announce that like multiple people in their tour party had now got COVID. <laughs> so they basically couldn't continue with the rest of their tour. Um, but it was actually, despite that, it was, it was super fun, I have to say. Was it like, how much of the old stuff did we have? Because I, I, I love a bit of steps. Did you have the full-on nostalgia? 100%. They did do some of their new stuff um, from, their, from their, new, their two new albums. Um, but some of, the, some of the old stuff, The Way You Make Me Feel, Storm. Um, uh, yeah, you know, Tragedy, obviously. Um, like all, all the big ones. Um, what's the one where they're on Snowmobiles? Um, oh, um, I can't even remember. Oh, uh, Heartbeat. Yeah. Um, Heartbeat, One for Sorrow. Um, yeah, it was just, and, and actually it was really nice. They were all, they were all on really good form. Faye was obviously really grateful to be back in, um, to be able to say like, hello O2, because they'd done the rest of the tour and she'd, she'd nearly missed out on both nights at the O2. Um, How did they do as a four piece? Did they just have to cover for, for Lee's lines? Yeah, some yeah, some of them, and um, they covered Philly's lines. They kept their choreography as it was, I think, because it probably would have been too complicated to have them like, you know, So there was points where it's like Lisa by herself over on like one corner, <laughs> on the others on one side. Was there um, just like a fifth empty podium at some point? There was. There literally <laughs> was. Yeah, um, but they 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 made they were laughing about it, and they were like. Um, Lee's rap in five, six, seven, eight. They were like, we have no idea what it is. He's done it the whole time we've been together. So you're <laughs> gonna have to sing along for this one. And you know, it was it was good. They they made it like fun despite 
it's like that. And that's the first time I've been back at the O2 in two in uh, I guess two years um, to to see a big gig like that. And um, it was it was really lovely. I had I had a great time. And um, what was the atmosphere like? It was really really electric. I think people were just really excited to be there. <clears throat> and I think like we spoke about at the beginning of the show you know people are nervous right like there's there's stuff there's stuff going on in the press now and in the world that people are are quite nervous about and i think uh people are taking all the opportunities they can while they're still here um you know of course they're going to come back i don't think there's any doubt now that we can go back to some sense of normal life eventually but you never know when it might get taken away at the last minute so people were really just enjoying themselves and and up and dancing and singing and um just having a good time and I was very lucky so I got two press tickets but then I happened to bump into a friend of mine um who was like oh I've got two tickets slightly better seats that are going spare if you want to come and sit with us so me and my friend went to go sit with, with my friend Philip and um yeah so we ended up having having a really good time we ended up being actually on the same row as Sophie Ellis Bexter and her husband she was the support act she came to watch some of the show afterwards before she went into Ryland's box. I was like, really should have given Ryland a message beforehand. I was like, you're in a box, babe. I want to come. Um, yeah. So, uh, so uh, she was sitting in the, in the same row as me and my friend was like, go say hi. And I was like, I'm too embarrassed because like I've interviewed her so many times that I'm just a bit like, she knows who I am and she's like very polite and friendly. Like when, when I speak to her, but I get a bit embarrassed because it's like, I've, I feel like a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always a bit like, oh God, I don't want to, I don't want to yeah, make anyone feel uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, but a really good gig. And I, and I would thoroughly recommend seeing them if you ever get the opportunity. What was your favourite performance of the night? I actually think it was, it was One for Sorrow, um, uh, which Lee, uh, which H came out in a giant ball gown in as well with the ladies. So it was all the three ladies and H all in these giant ball gowns with the fans. Um, oh, cool. oh no, where you make me feel? Sorry, not one. Sorry. Um, yeah. So it was just, it was just a really, it was a really good atmosphere. Um, yeah, like I said, ten out of ten would recommend. Love that. Well, as I couldn't be there, why don't we whack that tune on now? And that could be. I'll just close my eyes and pretend I'm at the hotel. Great idea. Let's do that. bit of an unusual show today um but but thanks everyone for listening uh what have you got what have you got coming up this week bob anything exciting this week what have i got this week just work really babe there's a little bit of a um, i'm gonna put the christmas tree up this weekend I've, i'm gonna, me too. gonna conform i think mm-hmm. it's time so it's officially december yeah so I, I was waiting for it to be month 12 um yeah. and i feel like i'm the only person on instagram that hasn't got a tree up at the minute so yeah. i'm doing that um I guess just day by day, I'm kind of just looking at the news a lot, thinking what's going on. I know restrictions have changed again with masks in supermarkets yeah. and things. Hopefully we're still able to go out and about and do dinners, maybe go for a nice little dinner and uh, do some Christmas shopping as well. Um, I've got to start doing that. How about yourself? Yeah. Got your jab tomorrow, your booster. Jab tomorrow. And then I've got my auntie who I went up Ben Nevis with. She's coming down to visit me for a couple of days. So um we're going to have a, a fun-filled uh, Christmas-themed weekend. She's going to help me put my tree up on Friday because I haven't got any time off left to take from work. So she, I'm working from home, but she's going to put my tree up for me and stuff, and we'll decorate oh. that during the day. And then, um, and then yeah, go go see some of the Christmas sites she wants to go and check out. So, yeah, it should be nice. I mean, she's she's a bit of a – she likes to drink, my auntie. 
Um, so I imagine it's going to be a bit of a heavy weekend, um, but that's fine as well. It's Christmas, it's, isn't it? So, you know, exactly. It's December. It's, it's December. Um, so if I don't put on half a stone in the next four weeks, <laughs> I'll be very surprised. Um, but yeah, that, that'll be that'll be my weekend, which I'm very much looking forward to. So yeah, I'm good. Want to actually go and uh, thinking about depending on what the weather's like saying. I mean, I don't mean if it's going to be hot because clearly it's not going to be hot. But if it stays dry, I haven't been to go and see uh, Winter Wonderland yet. So I'd kind of like to go and do that. I know you went to the press night. Did you Did you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. I'm always a bit dubious about going. <laughs> this makes you sound like such a snob, but going days other than the press day because it's always so busy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but um, but not to say you can't have a nice time. I will say, though, you have to book. You have to, like, pre-book the spaces or something now. So just be careful you don't get caught out. Because some uh, friends of mine wanted to go for drinks there. Um, uh, and they couldn't even pull strings to get... <laughs> they work in TV production. They couldn't pull any strings to get in. So, so um, I better start booking. Yeah, I would. I was looking, <laughs> looking to book in a date. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is a lovely day out if you get the opportunity. I and I missed it last year, so that I think that's going to be the the kick to start making me. What with that and the Christmas tree going up, I, I'm hoping I'm going to start feeling a little bit of the Christmas cheer. Get your jingle bells dingling. Absolutely, um, babe. I'm jingling them bells. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> on that note um, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, until next week, goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs>